The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Welcome back to Paper Route, presented by I Am Athlete. I am here with my partner, my twin, my co-host, Ashley Nicole Moss. Um, Ashley, I would say this. It's not a big news day. Mm-hmm. or There's not a lot of news, mm-hmm. but there's big news, right? Mm-hmm. There's Dak, Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones. They got a little situation happening. I don't know if you heard. I'm sure you heard because this is your job. Trey Lance, they trade for Trey Lance. I've heard. Uh, the Jets, Aaron Rodgers made his debut at MetLife Stadium, and a, mm-hmm. there's a lot of hype around them. Want to discuss if the Jets are flying a little too high, and then also is back. A, is that a pun? Flying too high? Yeah, you see how you see what, did? You see what I did there? Mm-hmm. But then we have Good. news, but I'm excited about this show. Today's going to feel a little differently, right? We'll go to first hour. Oh, look at those pictures. I'm we'll actually go... offended by everyone in the studio right now. Why? Because nobody noticed my tan. No, so hold on, time I, out, no, time I had out. a beautiful day outside over the weekends. I've, I've been reading a really great book. Um, I'm almost done with it. It's called um, More Than Enough. It's by Elaine Walterworth, who used to be the um, beauty editor at Teen Vogue. She was the first black woman to hold that position. She yep. was the youngest woman to hold that position. Mm-hmm. And it's just her story from like her upbringing as being a biracial woman into her position. I was reading that. I spent hours outside. I got beautiful color. And like nobody said anything here. So we got into a heated discussion last week because you were cutting me off. If you uh-huh. actually let me finish, I was actually going to ask you about your skin. I said, you're, I, don't I was going to say, it. on everything. I was going to, I was literally going to say, Ashley, your skin, you like, you're glowing, you look mm-hmm. refreshed. And I was going to ask you about it. But. And I've also been doing what Brandon Marshall has been asking us to do. And I've been drinking one of these a day. And I think that this also has been working wonders on my skin. Yeah. I notice when I drink like a lot of water, my yeah. skin is like extra glowing. I mean, it's naturally like that, but still, <laughs> it adds benefits. So I've been drinking one of these bad boys a day. The only thing that like is annoying is carrying one of these around. Right. It makes me think of the football players back in like high school where they used to walk around with the milk jugs and they would fill them with water. But um, yeah, we're here. So. Well, you need to actually drink two of those a day. But I, I love what? where you're at. Yeah. I mean, at least a gallon. That's not a gallon. I thought you, this is 60, this is 70 it's, it's ounces. It's not a gallon. It's not a gallon. You're supposed to drink a gallon? Woo, can you, woo, can you look at how many ounces, are, oh, how many ounces are in a gallon? It's not 60, it's double. Okay, well, damn. Whoa, okay, I'm going to start it. I'm starting slow. I'm working my way up. All right, let's go to news of the day. Um, I'm going to start with Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacob updates. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest. This morning, I was like, let me talk about the running back situation a little bit and then Jonathan Taylor because 
the Indianapolis Colts and Jim Ursay gave him you know, opportunity to go seek a trade, but they said the deadline is Tuesday, mm -hmm. this Tuesday, which is tomorrow, mm -hmm. right? So I wanted to talk about it, so then I was like, what's going on with Josh Jacobs? Mm -hmm. There was a clip that I heard over the weekend where Josh, where Josh McDaniels basically was like, we love him, we're not trading him. Mm -hmm. But I'm doing my work this morning, and he got a deal done. Did you see that? I did. I literally, I missed that this weekend. <laughs> While you were reading books, I was also I out at Boca Resort, and I was hanging oh. out on the Lazy River, so maybe that's where I missed it. The Lazy but, River? Yeah, there's a Lazy River. Like with the tubes and the, that's cute. You know what a Lazy River is? Uh, yeah, I know what a Lazy River is. Okay, so I was out there on the Lazy River, and so I may have missed it, but Josh Jacobs uh, and the Las Vegas Raiders got a deal done. And it's interesting because it's similar to the Saquon Barkley deal. Mm. Um, they had the franchise, they got franchise tag, neither signed it. Right, Saquon Barkley ended up trying to ne he negotiated and he got an extra million dollars, but it was like nine hundred thousand in incentives, all things that the Giants can control. Mm -hmm. Now you see Josh Jacobs with a similar deal; he can earn up to twelve million dollars, like roster bonuses and so many other things included. Josh Jacobs this weekend, apparently I missed it, uh, tweeted out, "I'm back." Right, mm -hmm. and so this is really good for Josh Jacobs. This is really good for. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. And let me fix this. Maybe it's not good for Josh Jacobs because the, the running back market been squeezed all year. Mm -hmm. But for him to squeeze $12 million out potentially, that's good because now he is the one that reset the running back market this right. offseason. Well, I think I don't think the Raiders really had a choice in this situation. I think, and I think the difference between this Raiders situation and the Giants situation is that the Giants felt like they could maneuver around the situation right. despite Saquon being such a pivotal part of the offense. I think the Raiders had a little bit more wherewithal to be like, mm, you know, our quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, yes, he's just good enough to get you wins, but Jimmy Garoppolo thrives in a system. If you look at when he was with the 49ers, he thrives in a system that does not require too much of him, right? right? It requires just enough to where he has to go ahead and do and play his position, but not enough to where he has to go above and beyond, which is why the 49ers, with all their quarterback changes, have still been right. so successful. They're a very plug-and-play offense. You can kind of put virtually any quarterback who can throw a football five, six yards in that system, mm -hmm. and they'd be successful. A lot of that has to do with the run game, right? right? So I think the, the, the Raiders know they're in a similar situation. You have a quarterback who's not going to go above and beyond. So when you have a quarterback who's not able to do all those intangibles and those m magical right. things like a Patrick Mahomes or you got to oh, rely on that run game. And how do you rely on the run game? You pay your running back. So and they knew their situation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you said all the right things. I mean, I, there's nothing I can really add to it. Mm -hmm. But... Um, the Las Vegas Raiders and Josh McDaniels, they're on the clock. I feel like if Josh doesn't get it done this year, he could potentially be out. Like, I don't oh, see how this guy okay. can continue to get these opportunities and not get the team over to home. Um, Josh Jacobs is there. You got Jimmy Garoppolo, Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. I think he's a little banged up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a couple, weeks ago, a couple weeks ago he went down, but it's nothing too concerning. But you got the pieces. Mm -hmm. You got the pieces. Now what are you going to do? Uh, I want to move forward to Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, he's on the clock, right? Literally, he has until tomorrow to seek a trade. There are some executives, NFL executives, that came out and thought, just like I thought, um, that they were just giving him the opportunity to see that the market Isn't wasn't going to treat him nice. But they turn around 
and they have six teams calling them, right? And so now NFL executives think that this could potentially go down. And the team that pops up is the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. So I think if I'm a betting man, mm -hmm. I say he gets traded. Mm -hmm. I say he gets traded because I feel like now it's in the hands of the Miami Dolphins and Jonathan Taylor to find the right number. And it's going to be interesting to see if he gets a one-year deal or a long-term deal. But how do you go out and trade for Jonathan Taylor, mm -hmm. right, For and give him a one-year deal? Now you're in the same situation next year. So um, I'm and excited. And they want a first-round pick for him, right? Yeah, but, but here's the thing. If you're saying the running back position isn't that valuable anymore, then, then why, why are, you? are you asking for one uh, 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 one over uh, overall, uh, sorry, a first round pick. It is interesting also because I wonder if the Colts kind of underestimated the market for certain running backs, right? Mm. Because I think that they allowed Jonathan Taylor to seek a trade, but some uh, every player is different is a different set of rules, right? Yep. We talk about this in basketball all the time. What a LeBron James can do. A bench player can't do right or right. like when we're talking about the James Harden situation like what LeBron can do James Harden can't do right so I think that the Colts might have underestimated his value in the <laughs> open market because they kind of said all right we'll go ahead and yeah. see if there's better out there and well there is better out there so now you're in a situation yeah. like do you let him walk because you called this bluff, yeah. and the bluff backfired on you this time. It's going to be interesting how the Colts play this. I can see if this gets done, I can see a three-year deal. Okay. And then I think Josh Jacobs set the set the set the uh, the bar when it comes yeah. to, you know, the market for Jonathan Taylor. Because if Josh Jacobs actually, over the last couple of years, was one of the best running backs, healthy right. as well. I think last year had a big year. Um, then Jonathan Taylor can't get more. Mm -hmm. So I think it makes it easier for them in this phase of negotiations. Yeah, well, the Colts definitely uh, yeah. played themselves, so. Undisputed, did you watch? More I didn't, but I, I, I saw the clip online, and um, I think Skip might have bit off a little bit more <laughs> than he could chew. You know what I mean? Now, I don't know if, like, normally, under normal circumstances. So let's tell the people what's, what's okay, tell so the people. Okay, so it's yeah. um, Keyshawn. Richard Sherman, Michael Irvin, and Skip Bayless. And Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne wasn't on today. It okay. was just those guys. Okay. So the four of them are at the table and they're... No, they brought them out. They brought Lil Wayne out. Oh, well, I'm just talking Later. about the clip that's circulating yeah. online. Lil Wayne's not in this particular clip. Right. So they're, they're at the table discussing... I, I forget what they're discussing, but it's chaotic. Yep. Like, they're talking over each other. There's no flow. There's no, like, wait your turn. There's no... It's chaotic. But what is actually very funny to me is that they're all chirping and Skip's sitting there trying to get a word in edgewise and he can't and they just pan the camera to him and he's sitting there like this. <laughs> but we talked about And this. it's almost like you can see him in real time, like, what the hell did I just get myself into? Like, but granted, I think that... <laughs> I think that they're not all meant to be on the show, like, at the, at same, the same time. time. I think this was just, like, a premiere week type right. of thing. Because I personally don't see how they can all coexist. Yeah. Yeah. There's no flow. Like, yeah. it's chaotic. Yeah. Well, uh, what we're talking about is Skip Bayless um, and his show Undisputed at FS1. They launched today. Mm -hmm. We talked about this last week. I said I wanted to, I was going to be tuning in because mm -hmm. I was excited to see how these personalities come together and mm -hmm. where they start off from a chemistry standpoint. Um, I missed it, Ashley. Mm -hmm. We were on our call earlier today. I was like, tomorrow at lunch. And she's like, Brandon, yeah, it was today. Brandon, it was today. Yeah. So I had to go out there like you on Twitter to see these clips. 
Um, I think that Skip taking the um, Stephen A. Smith model of having contributors on is -hmm. going to work for him. Mm -hmm. I'm actually more interested in this show than when they had Shannon on. Like, Shannon, I feel like, was top five in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not saying that I love all of his ways and how you approach it, but mm-hmm. you gotta pay respect. And he's doing a hell of a job. So a lot of people are looking at Skip, like, how the hell is he gonna rebound? How's he gonna survive this? And he goes out there, and he goes and get Lil Wayne, Richard Sherman, uh, and Michael Irvin, uh, and Keyshawn Johnson. These are guys that can talk ball. Mm-hmm. They have big personalities. Now it's like For you sure. said, it's about the chemistry and continuity. Mm-hmm. They're all sitting there today from the clip that you saw, and they're talking over each other. There was a clip that I saw. I don't know if it was today or if they pre-recorded this, but Richard Sherman and Skip Bayless addressed their situation. Oh, no, I didn't see that. From a couple, not a couple years ago, a long time ago. Yeah. So what Skip said, yeah, what Skip said was they were testing a new show, right? This is years ago. Remember the famous clips of Richard Sherman coming out saying, I do life better than you, et cetera, et cetera. Went viral. No, he said, I'm better at life than you. Right. <laughs> so what they did is they addressed it. And so Skip's like, well, what was happening is we were doing an extra 30, 45 minutes because we were testing a new show out for ESPN2. And so they get a call and he said, Richard Sherman wants to join, but he doesn't want to talk any drama, nothing negative, okay? Mm -hmm. So boom, they bring him in virtually. Mm -hmm. Richard can't, his mic is not working. So now the producer says, skip Stephen A, fill the space. And he goes out there and he's like, look, this is a guy that just said he's better than Darrell Revis. I don't think he's there yet. Blah, 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 blah. Richard heard that. And soon as he came on the show, that's why he was so defensive. Mm. And Richard, you know, he addressed it and said, you know, I heard that and that's why I attacked you the way, you know, I did. I don't like that story. Why? I like the story of just like he chose, woke up and chose violence. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't, I, I honestly, personally, maybe it's just me. I didn't need that backstory. I kind of wanted the urban legend to just exist as it did, that he just like got on the show Skip got spicy and he just fired off on him. The whole backstory about the mic and stuff like that. I mean, I get it. You're clearing the air, but some things are just better, better left unsaid and mysterious. You know what I, I mean? I like it. Maybe it was because of the question, right? Like, how do these guys work together? Mm-hmm. They just but I mean, have a... it's years. And it, you have to be like, I don't know. I, I'm not somebody Don't, don't, who... don't. Do not go there. Don't sit, because you... What? You don't... You don't, you don't Forgive? Were you no, about to no, say no. forgive? I'm a, okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm a very forgiving person because I believe forgiveness is for myself. But you're not, not spinning the, the block, though. No, no, no. I'm a forgiving person because forgiveness is for, I, I'm a firm believer in that saying that forgiveness is for you, not necessarily for the other person. Right. I'm somebody who may become indifferent towards people once I don't think that there's a space for them in my life. But that also, on the other side of that, I'm not a grudge holder. Like, and I don't feel like something like to this would be a magnitude, like of a magnitude to hold a grudge for years. I mean, that happened, what, 10 years ago at this point? Maybe? So let me ask you a question. Like, he, why would Richard Sherman even still be mad about that? How many years ago were you in college? When is your high school uh, I reunion? went to college in 2011 and graduated 2015. So, so 10 years ago almost. Eight. No, eight. Okay. Calm down. <laughs> so your high school sweetheart, uh-huh. he slid in the DMs recently. Yeah. Because I'm indifferent. Okay, but now do like, you give him a chance? Talking, now, now, why are you talking to me? Now, now it's, hey, let me take you out on a date. No. 
You know how much, because, but there's a few reasons. It's the same situation. Brandon, that is so drastically different. <laughs> One, I'm not even the same person I was in high school. The guys that I liked in high school, I wouldn't even bat an eyelash to, to now. Like, okay. your standards change, like what you value right. in people change. But in something like this, where I'm better at life than you, and now you end up working with that person, yeah. I don't feel like it was that egregiously disrespectful that they had to, like, have this whole, like, addressing it and, like, Things happen. People say things. It's spicy. It's whatever. Yeah. But I don't feel like it was something that would have prevented them from working to the... Nobody came for anyone's wife, family. Right. You know what I mean? Like... Before we move on to the next news of the day, um, we talked about this last week. You said you're not tuning in. Our production call starts at 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that you're up. I know you're not up. It was a at 9.30 the show started. Yep. So yeah. I'm assuming you're up. <laughs> yeah. 9.30, uh -huh. will you be watching no. tomorrow? Doesn't change. Like I said, I may, like, premiere week, I may dip and dabble just out of curiosity, because like, I was curious and it was chaotic, so I may dip into it, see how it, like, progresses, dip in and out, but, like, I'm not going right. okay. to watch right. it. You All know right. how, okay. it took me forever to find FS1 on my DirecTV. <laughs> I didn't. I had no idea where it was. Hey, listen, like it took me a minute. I like I was late saying. to getting to the show to watch it because I had no idea where FS1 right, was right, on Directv. Right. I mean, for me, when I joined FS1 a couple years ago in the pandemic, I did a year there on First Things First, uh, and then I was like, all right, where the hell is this channel? No, for it real. was like, wasn't it like 300 or something? I, <laughs> I just like it's. You know how like there are some channels, and maybe it's because like you frequent them, like you know yeah. them. Like I know TNT off the top of my head because the NBA season. Yep. I know ESPN. I know like Cartoon Network. So I watch ABC, Family NBC, Guy and like stuff like always, that. Yeah, yeah like I know what numbers the NFL package was on. Now it's on YouTube, but like back then the NBA, I had no idea where it was. Like I was scrolling. <laughs> I passed it several times. I had to double back, and I was like, then I had to just use the search bar. Yo, so everybody in the chat right now, appreciate you guys joining the show this morning. This is Paper Route with Ashley Nicole Moss, Brandon Marshall, Wu Out West, BC in the booth, Mander Legend, wherever he is. Uh, we're also on SiriusXM. You see the logo right there, Faction Talk Channel 103. Jump in the chat. I would love to hear y'all thoughts on Undisputed, on FS1, whatever channel they're on. It's hard to find, like Ashley said. Was it good? Was it not good? It's, it's, it's going to require a flow. I mean, one, like I scanned Twitter and I was looking at like some of the comments and people definitely enjoyed the revival of it. Yeah. Like the fresh, yeah. but it is, everyone was saying it's very chaotic to listen to. It's something you could only listen to in small spurts. Now, that may change. You know how it is, like when you first, like you have to learn each other's segues, like when somebody pauses where you can like, I just, like I said, I'm a firm believer that all those guys are not meant to be on the panel at the same right. time. That's a lot of personality at a very small table. The table's well, not that well, big. Well, well, it's well, very tiny. Well, listen, here's a segue for you. You talk about segues. How long have we been doing this show? Um, seven months? So seven months we've been launching Paper Route, and I would say Ashley is still learning not to cut me off. I thought I was the person that always cut people off, because I was going to give you your flowers and say that your skincare routine or whatever you're doing... It took too long. Everyone knows you start with the compliment. It takes too long. Let, no, you, you start don't. with the compliment. No, you you got to let Brandon, when was the last time you went on a date? You start with the compliment. You don't, you don't halfway through dinner say, oh, by the way, you look great. No, that's a good way to piss somebody off. I gotta say, you got to tell me when I walk in the room, you look fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Your skin is glowing. That dress is phenomenal. Don't wait 
wait until the meal comes to start complimenting me. At that point, I'm turned off. All right, men, take notes. You heard it from Ashley Nicole Moss. <laughs> and keep your chopstick in your pocket. No, you don't. It's right here. You don't want mm. stop this whole chapstick thing. Oh, stop, Brandon. Um, <laughs> we had a conversation a couple months back, and Ashley said that um, this is unattractive. You can't be on a date and pull out your chapstick and do this. I'm doing a lot. No, There's nothing is. wrong with this. It's weird. Brandon, it's like sitting across the table and like it's essentially the guy version of this. No, but put your close your don't do all of that. Don't do all of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Yo, come in the on. And tell us. We had this conversation already. We brought the move on. But is it okay? for men to pull out their chapstick and use it. This ain't a banana. You're not eating a banana whole. This ain't a glizzy. A banana. You know, you know what I'm saying? There's some things men can't do. Can't put by the, well, let me stop. Move on. Let's move on. Move on. Go. Men can't eat stop, bananas. Stop, Noted. Stop. Okay. Oh, yeah. Noted. Yes. I guess it's a guy thing. If you pull out, move on. Go. I've seen, wait, time go, out. No, go, no, 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 no. I've seen so many athletes, especially football players, gotta, eat bananas. You can't eat it whole, you break it. You got to make sure yeah, you break it. Yeah, but I've seen them eat them. Yeah, like, it's you, like a good pregame snack. If you pull it back snack. and you just put it in your mouth like that. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. Yeah, let's go. That's, well, listen. That's, that's stuff that needs listen, to be done we, behind closed doors, we, if, that's, <laughs> if that's your thing. <laughs> okay. Um, we got some beef between the track world and the NBA world. Um, do you know who Noah Lyles is? Have you ever have you heard of him, or for the first time this week, at least? I got to be honest with you. I just start hearing about him these last couple of months because he's hot. Mm -hmm. He's heating up the track, but it's a it's a new thing. I, apparently, we're back on. America is back on. You got yeah. him and you got Shakari. So. Yeah. Listen. Well, he um made a comment that uh, did not sit right with the NBA world, and they decided to virtually jump this man. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you how this went down. So Noah Lyles um, was speaking on how hard it is to win a world title in track and field, and he said, quote, you know the thing that hurts me the most is that I have to watch the NBA finals, and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? The United States? And of course, Kevin Durant, who uh, never shies away from the oh, smoke. Of course, he jumped in. He was the first one to jump in, and he said, "Quote: Somebody help this brother." But that wasn't enough for Noah, because all of the NBA came in after him. Devin Booker just put an emoji covering his face. Damian Lillard said, "TF," which y'all know what that means. A crying emoji. Dame Aaron in? Gordon said, "Whatever, I'm smoking, buddy." In the 200 meter, uh, we have. I believe this is Juan Toscano Anderson said, last time I checked, the NBA was the best competition in the world. UD said, big fan, but go on with that bull, bruh. S hashtag suckers. So and that's not it. The NBA players kept trinkling in. Bam Adebayo got a lick in. Uh, there was a lot of players who got a lick in. I guess in his mind, the comments sounded better than it came across to the NBA. Now, people are divided on whether they agree or disagree with Noah's initial statement about world champions. Right, I'm though. somebody who disagrees with it. Why? Did they, this isn't the Olympics. Noah's right. Like, In the what NBA, way? The, which the NBA is a United States thing. Uh-huh. Okay? So they're not world champions. I mean, we say this in the NFL, like we're really speaking on it, because it's the, you know, we say this in the NFL as well, world champions, world champions. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody playing football in Japan, like, not like that. Ain't nobody playing football uh, 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 in, in, in Brazil, not like that. 
right? So is it, is, it, is it really? Are we really the world champions? I think Noah has an argument here. He does. This is the only sport. I say this all the time. Mm, okay, A go lot ahead. of time athletes, how we... We don't take care of ourselves and do business like Olympians. Olympians, this is a totally different lifestyle. It's a totally different world, right? And I give this... I always say this to my kids. Like, man, pick a sport that allows you to travel the world. That's a different experience. Mm -hmm. They travel the world. They're in Brazil today, and next week they could be running in the UK. Mm -hmm. they're, they're going against the best of the best every single week, okay? Mm -hmm. So to me, they are world champions. And, you know, the NBA is in a better position than the NFL, right? Because the NBA, they are bringing the Lucas over. Mm -hmm. They are bringing the Jokers over, right? Like we've mm -hmm. seen this going back into, going back into the, in, in time, I guess maybe the, the Spurs were the first to really lean into this and saying like, we, we see the talent overseas. So the NBA is filled with great players, but there's so many more. Um, and in the NFL, for sure, we're not world champions. Well, I'm going to push back on that because I actually don't have an issue with the title world champions. I use it constantly and I'll tell you why. I'll say for starters, the NBA is the best basketball league in the world. Mm -hmm. And this is in comparison to other basketball leagues, which there are across the world. Okay. We have a plethora of international players in the league, which is showcasing that again, the NBA is the best league in the world, which is why international players want to play in the NBA. They're not choosing to stay in their home countries and play there. Also, some people can say, well, they only play against other American leagues, other American teams rather, which is fair, but you can't negate the fact that when you take the very best of the best from the NBA and they play for Team USA in the Olympics, we walk away with the gold okay. every single time, which just continues to We're solidify. Back on track now. Which, but it continues to it solidify that the NBA contains the greatest basketball players collectively in the world because when you pit them up against other countries where there are other talented players, the talent is not the same so, level. The NBA consists of the greatest basketball players in the world, regardless of where they came from, regardless of where they will continue to come from. So would you the league is the best of the best. They are world champions, I, 100%. I, I, you listen, it, it's, it's semantics. And, you know, we can, it can, we can do the wordplay thing all day, not just you and I, but everybody in this discussion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Like, I'm, I'm like a Kobe guy. Kobe said that international ball seems to be better. He said this, I believe, in, like, 2008, 2009. International ball seems to be better. He didn't say it was better. He said it was tougher. But okay. that's, that's not... So, so, I think anybody right. will agree with so, that. The rules are different. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's like... Woo, can you do this for me? The last four MVP, and Ashley, you may know this off the top of your head. Mm -hmm. The last four MVPs of the NBA. I think they're all international players, right? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> we're seeing guys like Joel Embiid, the Jokers of the world, mm -hmm. come over. Uh, Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, mm -hmm. did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Giannis come over and dominate. But where are they coming from? Is where where, where who's right. the next Giannis? But think about think about what you just said, yep. and then look at the landscape of the NBA. If the NBA wasn't the premier league, they wouldn't come here. They wouldn't be coming here. They would stay in their home countries and play. But it, they're not because the NBA is the creme de la creme. It is the best of that. the best. I agree with that. I guess what I'm saying when I think about uh, uh, Olympic athlete 
or even a tennis player, golfers, you travel the world um, every single day or, or every single week competing mm -hmm. against people across the world. Mm -hmm. NBA, NFL, we're confined by this United States border. You know, um, yes, we do have international players, mm -hmm. but are we really seeing the best of the best throughout the world? I don't know. I mean, you see it in the Olympics, though. Yeah, you see it in the Olympics 100%. You see it right now in FIBA. <coughs> like, it's not, it's, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Throughout the course of a regular NBA season, yes, you're not going against the world. But there are plenty of times in between that, the Olympics, FIBA, where you see Team USA battle against basketball players from other countries right. and dominate them. So that just goes ahead and further solidifies that the NBA is the best in the world. You don't need to go ahead and play the world consistently for that to be true. There's enough evidence to go ahead and back up that claim. Okay. So I get it where people will say, well, you can't be the best if you don't go against the best frequently, but you go against them enough to right. say that nobody can beat them because okay. they are the best. Okay. All right, we'll discuss maybe another Well, Andrew, I know you had I know you had the last can we hear your audio uh, no, I don't have okay. okay so Joel Embiid who's who's African Nikola Jokic who's Serbian and Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo who's right. Greek Nigerian 12 years with the previous one with Dirk. and then mm. Dirk obviously German so it went 12 years before a five-year run. Five run got it okay and, and, and what Kobe was saying, because I brought that up quickly, it, the sentiment around his statements were like they're better, like they're more skilled, they're playing the game differently. You know, during that time when Kobe made that statement, we just wanted to dunk and have the highlights, but the way they played the game, uh, how they played together. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how the NBA continues to embrace international players and play. Um, you know, we're definitely in a watershedding moment in sports. You know, everything that's happening in Saudi mm -hmm. Arabia and, you know, our leagues here trying to expand. Look what the MLS is doing with Messi. Messi, another that you saw with Messi, 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 Messi. All right, let's well, move on to quick, the daily though, route. If you're let's... Noah Lyles, Brandon, are you like, damn. Say that again. If you're Noah Lyles, are you like, damn, that's not the way I thought this was going to go. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even, well, it's I not mean, even, KD didn't even just, you had the entire league coming know, at you at various points about one day. Tough. Are you like, damn, that's not, that's not what I'm, damn. No, I think you need a little controversy to be the best. Like, he's on a <laughs> heater right now. He's doing a phenomenal job. And so being able to have a KD and Dame and all those other guys You don't think he in, sounds like a little bit of a hater? I'm loving it. If I'm his PR, if I'm his PR team, I'm like, all right, how we spin this? How, what's the t-shirts that we're going to You don't create? think he sounds like a little bit of a hater? No, I'm, not even I, like a little more. So I guess hater. I'm. A, I guess I got a little bit of hater in me because I, I, like I said, I, I think his statement is kind of valid. He has an argument there, but okay. you know, I guess we can't agree on that one. Um, I want to transition to daily route. You see that back there? Got our wide shot to go daily route. Ashley Nicole Moss, fashionista right there, just signed last week or two weeks ago with Tommy Hilfiger, uh, A-list team. Um, next up for Ashley Nicole Moss, because she said we got to say this first, but since I didn't say it first, I'm going to say it a few times throughout the show, skincare. Skincare <laughs> is on the way as well. He is milking it now. But okay. you know what? <laughs> Listen, I, I call Ashley my twin. My skin is popping right there, too. Like, can I get, can I? Can what, I? You, what have you been doing? No, nah, my doing? skin is actually breaking out a have little bit right anything? now. But 
I usually have not. I have usually have good skin, but maybe we can do Are a package deal. You a sunscreen deal. guy? Do you wear sunscreen? I wear no sunscreen. I don't use any chem like I, no chemicals. I don't sunscreen even wash is, my face. Sunscreen is very important, especially you know in Florida. You're always outside too, football fields. But you should be wearing sunscreen. I got friends now. My friend um, starting a skincare uh, business. Um, she's she just bought me some uh, some some sunscreen. It's in my bag, but That's I never good. use it. You should use it. You know how I wash my face? I'm scared to find this out. Just take a washcloth. So a rag, we call them rags, uh -huh. hot water, and then just scrub like this. That's what I do. That's my skincare routine. <laughs> and I've been doing it since I was a kid. I feel like if I add chemicals and if I, if I put together There's a routine. There's so many products that are paraben-free, chemical-free, vegan, like that you could be putting on your skin okay. to nourish it. And somebody who played out a sport outside for most of their life, you should totally be like putting back into your skin. Listen, we move on. Um, it's not, we're not in news of the day. We're gonna go to daily route. Daily route, we dive into bigger topics mm -hmm. and peel back the layers just a little bit more. Um, this is a big story, or maybe we're making it into a big story. Over this weekend, uh, Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys went out there and drafted, not drafted, traded for Trey Lance. They gave up a fourth round pick for a former mm -hmm. number three overall uh, quarterback. Um, the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers in 2021 went out there and moved up in the draft. Mm -hmm. Some people are saying that this is the biggest or the worst uh, 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 pick or trade Anybody could do it. I'm talking about the San Francisco 49ers and what they did in 2021. It didn't work out. Mm -hmm. He backed up Jimmy G the first year. Jimmy G held it down. And then last year, <clears throat> uh, Brock Purdy ended up coming in after he snapped his ankle. They gave him the ball and said, you are our quarterback. And after two games, in an okay start, he breaks his leg or his ankle. Uh, and now Brock Purdy came in and the rest is history. Remember, they brought in Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold outplayed this young man. And Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys stands up and gives up a fourth-round pick. Mm -hmm. Ashley, my question, because, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, this is your team. Mm -hmm. Is Jerry Jones... Oh, now Jones, it's mine. I thought you were trying to... I mean, like, I'm, you, you guys, you and Mr. Jeff haven't received me yet. You well, said it after week after one. week one, but this is also your no, audition. No, no, you, you no, gotta, no, that's, not, gotta... that's not what you said. Okay. Don't switch it up. Okay, week one, you're you right. You haven't accepted right. me yet. How you move during week one will determine whether or not your application's accepted. Okay, and right. I, I don't want, the, the Dallas Cowboys is my team. It's just my pick, and I'm supporting them this year. I think they're going to... Like the Suns. they can get through all of this stuff right now... Like the Suns. That yes. Dallas Cowboys well, we haven't. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, is the Dallas Cowboys mm -hmm. all right? This situation, messy situation potentially, but is Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones good? Just define good. Good Man. in what sense? Jerry Jones goes and trades for Trey Lance. He doesn't consult uh, Dak Prescott mm -hmm. or Coach McCarthy, mm -hmm. right? This is your guy. When you say good, do you mean are they friendly? Are yeah. they friends? Yeah, are they good? Or are they, are they, are they, are they on good terms? Cordial? Is business good? Dude, is, that, is that the love? Does that love still exist? That's, that's good. Is, are we going to see this on Sunday? Or is Dak Prescott going to stiff arm? Or is Dak Prescott no. going to see Jerry Jones walking up to him to say, hey, go get him today? But Dak Prescott walks to the other side of the field because he's looking at him saying, damn. No. Why did you do what the Green Bay Packers did? Like, did you not see how that ended? I'll say this. Dak is 
the ultimate professional. So he will continue business as usual. Now, if that that doesn't mean that he doesn't feel a way about it, but he will never allow that to affect the team. He'll never allow that to be seen yeah. publicly. He may privately feel that. I'm sure that he does. And I know people will say, well, Jerry's the owner. He doesn't have to consult with him. True, but that's really not the way right. it's done. You always bare minimum go over it with your star player. Usually your star player is your quarterback. Now, do I feel like it's such a it's not like it's not like it's it's they brought in Aaron Rodgers. They brought in Trey Lance. Yeah. No shade, but they brought in Trey Lance. He hasn't really done anything in the NFL. He's been injured frequently. So you, if you can get a quarterback of his potential yep. for cheap, I don't have an issue with that. It's just the lack of. But it's of not cheap though. A fourth round pick is not is me, not cheap. What's a fourth round pick me, in the grand scheme of things? Me, Dak Prescott went in the fourth round. Anomaly. There's a lot. No, no uh, fourth no, round. You're, you so could first, easily get a fourth round pick in another situation, another trade, yeah, another situation. It's, it's not just, like a first rounder. Yeah, but first first round when you when you draft someone in the first round you're expecting that person to come in and play second round as well but you may give them a year third and fourth round you're drafting those you're drafting someone in the third and fourth round because you expect the, them to come in and add depth to your team and potentially develop into a starter so when we say fourth round there's a lot of value in those in those middle not, rounds not doubting the, the value what i'm saying is is <clears> that <throat> it's not like they parted with with astronomical amount of collateral to get Trey Lance. They didn't trade away multiple picks. They didn't trade players. It was one fourth round pick. Right. I, I'm not doubting you can get a gem Ooh, in the fourth round. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Uh, look up most notable fourth round picks. Definitely not doubting that you can get a gem in the fourth round. A bunch of players have come out of the fourth round and have had incredible right, careers. Right. Not doubting that. I'm just saying that in this situation, it's not like you squoze out more than what the what the juice was worth. You know what I mean? The juice wasn't worth the squeeze, that right, type of saying. Right. I will say the thing that kind of took me aback wasn't necessarily the Trey Lance situation, although it rubbed me the wrong way, especially hearing Dak's reaction. Yeah. He kind of paused, and it was like, I, I, I Nothing surprises me Nothing surprises me, but no, he didn't. You know, that rubbed me the wrong way, but it was what Jerry said about Jalen Hurts that, for me, mm. was was concerning he basically said that um the way they how they wanted to draft jalen hurts had he fallen in the draft and we know what kind of career jalen hurts has had thus far exceptional talent um but but it still goes back to the fourth round that, he said that, if rubbed, Lan if, that if, rubbed me a, a little bit different why though because jerry basically said if he fell to the fourth round they would have taken him because I think that Jalen Hurts is a is a more talented quarterback than Trey Lance and Jalen Hurts had it in him it had he fallen well, in the draft to the Dallas Cowboys we, to become a starting quarterback we know that now that Jalen I knew Jalen I knew that when I saw Jalen well, if, if, when, if you were following him at community. Bama like yeah he, but he of was, course but no but there's a reason why he went and he fell out of the first round, I think Jalen Hurts went second round. Was it second round? Yeah. Yes. It was second round, right? Like if 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 the NFL community really thought highly of him, they well they did because second round is not no pushover, right? But they would have drafted him in the first round. Trey Lance, remember there was a lot of teams high on Trey Lance, and this is a guy that played what 
one year or started one year in in, a, uh, in, in college was, at North Dakota State I was or whatever never that, the college I was. I personally was never that high on Trey Lance. He <laughs> wasn't. I, I thought that there was potential there. I didn't think that he was a quarterback that was going to come in and automatically lead a franchise. I was much higher on Jalen Hurts. Right. Um, the same way I felt the same way about Devontae Smith. Everyone was saying he was too skinny, that he wasn't going to be a wide receiver. I said that. The kid is good, and he's been and he's been exceptional. So for me, I, I yeah. looked at it from a different perspective. For me, that was worrisome hearing Jerry say that because Jalen Hurts had all of the makings, and it's be, and it's become true right. to take the starting job from Dak Prescott, yeah. and that's kind of for me so, a little bit of a red flag that maybe he's not much of a believer as he once was. Right. Here, here's here's what I would say. Um, Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones is good, but mm -hmm. I believe that Dak Prescott, just like a lot of a lot of uh, athletes, hit this phase of their career where they understand that it's all business and there's nothing personal. Athletes, it's, it's extremely personal for athletes because athletes, you know, everything's wrapped up in this one thing around this one ball. Like you change your life, you buy your mama a home, you can take care of your family. So it's extremely personal, right? Like we're passionate about it. We feel like it's our life's work. But then there comes a point where we're like, oh shit, they really don't care about me. And I really believe that Dak Prescott is in a moment right now where he's like, okay, this whole vision that I have of being a, the ultimate pro, team first guy, like now, all of that's out the window. Like he said that in his comment, um, Ashley, um, you know, nothing surprises me anymore. When you hear comments like that coming from an athlete, it, it takes you into their psyche and, and, and how they're starting to view, you know, the business or their owners or their team, right? This is a guy that has one more year left on his contract. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this stuff plays out. It's a game of leverage. You had the Cowboys that came out and said they want to sign him back. Mm -hmm. uh, Dak Prescott, like you said, for eight years, have been the ultimate pro. This is a dude that, at the, when you see the star, like you see Dak Prescott, I'm talking about all the players, who has represented the Dallas Cowboys better than Dak Prescott has? And so for them to go out there and draft, I mean, that draft, trade for trade mm -hmm. lands, it, they're good because of the business side of it. But Dak Prescott, all of that other, oh, big blue and cowboy stuff, he's going to play the game, but he's now looking at, this situation, like, what do I need to do? Was, what's, what's best for me? Not necessarily for the Dallas Cowboys. I think also Jerry has shown his hand with, with this Dak situation more than once, which is why I think that Cowboy fans particularly feel a certain type of way about what has transpired. Because if you remember, Jerry dragged his feet on paying Dak. Yep after multiple successful seasons, rookie of the year, you know, um, or offensive player of the year, whatever yep. the, the award was, you know, him and Zeke were unstoppable, came in, took over for Tony Romo, and was just absolutely incredible, dominant. He drags his feet on paying Dak, and every time it's brought up, you know, he, he, it's kind of snide remarks. It's not the way that you would think an owner would talk about a young quarterback who has gone above and beyond. But is it Dak or is it Jerry Jones, though? Because Jerry Jones is one of those owners that is be he's a beloved owner by the guys, the guys that come through and play uh, mm -hmm. for him. Uh, but he also, he's kind of transparent in a lot of ways, even with Zach Martin and what he needs to do. So is it, is it, is it Dak Prescott or is it just Jerry Jones' personality? 
No, I, I think in that situation particularly, he dragged his feet on paying Dak and almost it came across like he didn't value him until Dak got hurt mm -hmm. and the team was terrible. And you realize, oh, we do need him. He is a pivotal yeah. part or the most pivotal part of this offense. We need him. And then all of a sudden now you're back high on the Dak train. It almost seems at a lot of times Jerry is very hot and cold with Dak. It's very much like when he's into him, he's really into him. And then when he's not, he's indifferent. But I, it's just not the way that, at least for me, when you look across the league, most owners, regardless of whether their QB is good, bad, in the middle, they are high on their quarterback. Like, that's the last yeah, person they but, throw under the bus. And think, it seems like Jerry is the, the opposite. I, what I think we're seeing right now, and I said this when we first launched Paper Route, mm -hmm. Jerry Jones is about to turn, and I was joking, I said, Jerry Jones is about to turn 140 years old, right? Jerry Jones, he wants to win now, right? Like, he's, he's not in his prime anymore. So I don't see panic in Jerry Jones. So that's why I push back a little on you when you're talking about his relationship with Dak because he went out there, he did pay him. Dak's been there for eight years. He could have made a move, you know, a year ago, two years but ago. But Jerry can't go ahead and, and escape fault here because what happened? You had Jason Garrett as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys swimming in the waters of mediocrity for a lot longer than he should have, and you refused to make a move. You got rid of everyone around him instead of focusing on the problem. I'm not going to go ahead and, and put all the blame in this player, that player. In the Tony Romo years, there was only one or two years while Tony Romo was the, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys that they had a Super Bowl team. Mm -hmm. The defense was always... Uh, I don't know about that. The I, that team was stacked. No, no, no. I said there was only one or two years during his tenure, and it was the last that few they years did or that didn't. they did. The last few oh. years. The year, remember the Desno catch? That yeah. was a Super Bowl team. The year before that, that was a Super Bowl team. But you didn't think they had a Super Bowl team when they had the Roy Williams of the world? And, no, uh, uh, because uh, defense, uh, uh, offensively maybe, defense, there was, it was always neglected. Defense was always a, a, a afterthought for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it wasn't until recently that they started big, to really go ahead just and... The, the Hall of Fame, the defensive end, what's his name again? But one player doesn't make an entire defense. Like, right, it wasn't... Go, no. ahead, go ahead, I, I The Dallas Cowboys up and towards the end of Tony Romo's tenure was a, was a, were Super Bowl teams. Like, those teams could have won. But there was always something. It was either neglecting the defense. You kept Jason Garrett as the head coach way too long. So I'm not going to go ahead and allow Jerry to escape fault here. He had the power to make certain decisions that could have changed the trajectory right. of the team, and he chose to drag his feet on certain decisions. That's on him. Right. So, I mean, I think what we're seeing here is Jerry Jones trying to figure out how do I push the team that I have, starting with Dak Prescott, mm -hmm. light a fire under him, and also put himself in position to get it done. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Jerry Jones wants to win a Super Bowl. He's mm -hmm. one of those owners that's doing everything in his power to create a championship team. There are some owners out there, Ashley, that all they care about is saving money. They're not going to go out there and pay people. They're mm. not going to invest in infrastructure, meaning like the facilities and the amenities or giving. There's fuck. Some, some owners make their players pay for lunch. Like, it's that bad. So I'm saying that because. Isn't the cafeteria because, free? What? Yeah, like you, you would expect to walk in, right, into the cafeteria and you have breakfast and you have lunch. Yeah, and you have that's, all these things. It's like a buffet, right? 
Yeah. So Some owners make the players pay for that. They take that out your check, right? And so I'm saying all that because Jerry Jones is a owner that's doing everything in his power to create a championship team, and he wants what? it now. You know, just same thing that we're seeing with Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson is a guy that's not afraid to mm -hmm. cut a check. Mm -hmm. And then he goes out there and he goes and gets Aaron Rodgers. So there's some of these owners that are pressed for time, mm -hmm. uh, that wants it now. And that's what we're seeing here. And hopefully Dak Prescott doesn't fold or break. And I don't think that's it because you, saw how, you saw how he handled uh, uh, the media after they traded for Trey Lance, right? Mm -hmm. He's always poised. Mm -hmm. He's always on. And hopefully this but he's pissed. lights a fire under him and it doesn't deflate him. That that's good that's good at, at compartmentalizing, but he's pissed. Right. You, and you, he should you think be. So? He's yeah, he's he's rubbed but, the wrong but way. But think about this. He's Why rubbed the wrong, he's rubbed the wrong <laughs> way by it. But think about this. Why would he be pissed, right? This is a guy, Trey Lance, that got beat out by Jimmy G. Now, Jimmy G, think about Jimmy G. Now you can look at his record and say, oh man, like this dude does nothing but win. But Jimmy G is a guy that uh, uh, Coach Shanahan's been trying to replace for a very long time, all right? Mm -hmm. And then you go out there and you get beat out by Brock Purdy and what some would say a bust in Sam Darnold. So why would Dak Prescott even be concerned about Trey Lance? Like, is this dude really going to be someone that threatens him? Because sometimes it's just the principle of the matter. It's not necessarily... Uh, it's, it may, it's not even about Trey Lance specifically. Yes, all of the things that you just said, factual. It, in the grand scheme of things, is Trey Lance a threat? No, he's not. But it's the principle of the matter. The right. principle it is you went ahead and, and traded for a quarterback that I had to find out via Twitter or wherever he found out or found out that day. Didn't even come to me and say it. Gave me the heads up. I'm the leader of this franchise. Mm. I'm the guy out there mm. in and out every single day putting the work in, and you couldn't even give me a heads up. It's the principle of that matter. It has nothing to do with the person involved in the situation. And sometimes that's just what it comes down to. People t tend to ignore the principle and the foundation of situations, right. strictly focusing on the facts. But you could plug any quarterback in that situation. It'd be, it would still be the same thing. Okay. Well, Ashley before, Nicole wait, before Moss. Before you go, Brandon, can you get messy for a second? What was oh one of the teams goodness. that made you pay for lunch? No, it wasn't me. Oh. There's teams out there. Like, um, can you name one? Do we know? The Raiders, when they were in uh, Las Vegas, when they were in Oakland, yes. Uh, the Raiders were one, um, I believe. That they took the, they took money, like lunch money, out Hold of on, their Not players. only that, not only that, like, <clears throat> let's say um, the teams that I was on, I was lucky, right? Drafted by the Denver Broncos and Pat Bowling. Rest in peace, but Pat Bowling was another owner that did things the right way. It's a first-class organization. Um, and then I was traded to the Miami Dolphins, then the Chicago Bears, I played there, um, and then the Jets. Those are, like the, those are like the core four for me, right? They all did a great job of taking care of their players and putting us in position. Chicago Bears, they weren't big spenders when it came to minis. Now they're making bigger investments and the things around the players. But I had uh, uh, a really nice uh, experience in the NFL. Um, you know, but yeah, there's teams out there where, like let's say the Raiders, for example, not only would they make players pay, and, and I could be off here, I know there's, I know what the Raiders did do. And, like we have five-star restaurants inside the facility. The Raiders would have a tent outside of their facility 
and they would actually order a McDonald's or Chipotle. So that's what you're having for lunch. This is back in the day, back, this is like 2010, 2009 era Raiders, right? Like that's how they were treating their players. So yes, there's a big difference between owners who, to, that make the proper investment and don't. And not all owners have deep pockets, right? So think about it. Mark Davis, he inherited the Raiders. The Raiders, and if you understand Al Davis's history and how he got the Raiders, he never, they never came from money. Mm -hmm. So how he got it, he got the Raiders like like pennies on the dollar, okay? So they don't, they're not backed by oil. They're not backed by some big corporation that they created years ago. They're not the Johnson family that, you know, have Johnson & Johnson. So they don't even have the money sometimes to make those investments. So they try to save it. Well, I, I have, we have a few more minutes. So um, I just got the text from Andrew. So I want to give you this because this is... Um, I didn't know this. JP just sent this to me. I had no idea this was a fact. The Cardinals currently are the only NFL team that charges players for meals. It says, quote, if players would like dinner, it will be boxed up for them. But players reported that the team will charge you via payroll deduction. This is apparently the only NFL club that still does this. How does yeah. that how does how does that make you feel? I mean, it's 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 um, I mean, it's food. You would think that like that's kind of like important it's nutrition your athletes right. it's like it's making you it's like making I, you pay I, I, for listen, water essentially. listen it, it's almost as if it's like um if you if you if you're doing that that's a part of your business as an owner uh then you have no business being an owner it's like going out there buying a four million dollar home and putting uh, uh uh cheap furniture in there right you can't do that like if you're going to buy a four million dollar home then you need to have the proper budget to outfit this crib so it's the same thing in sports if you're going to go out there and be an owner of a two billion dollar franchise a three billion dollar franchise some franchises worth more then you need to have the resources to invest in the grounds like do we have safe practice courts and fields right um, are we investing in the proper staff to be able to maintain this year around? Do we have nutritionists on site? Do we have sports psychologists on site? Mm -hmm. What about our medical team? What about the gurus that we surround our team with? Like we're, most teams fly in someone that does MAT, ART, like different type of techniques that help us recover, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Are you doing that? So to me, um, if you're making that type of move, then, then um, you shouldn't be an owner. And I will say this, Ashley, um, <clears throat> you got to understand that there's three or four players, mm -hmm. probably on average per team, mm -hmm. that have their own staff, their own team, like have a chef, right? So, so this is big. Most, right? This is big for most players. Like I see players come in, we, you know, you know, everybody's different, but you have breakfast and lunch. That's what you're given. Dinner is not really, um, uh, a thing for all teams. Mm -hmm. But what players will do and what teams will do is say, hey, if you want dinner, box it up now and you can take it home to go. So you'll see after every practice, guys walking out with bags of food, right? Because they don't have chefs or they don't want to go out and eat crap, right? Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you want to give that those resources to your players, right? Because if you your players think. are healthier, your players are performing better, what? It it makes the bottom line even healthier. Do you think that, because um, people in the chat are saying that's why the Cardinals don't win anything and they don't have players worth a damn, do you think that there's a direct correlation between things like this, making players pay for something as simple as food, and then 
how they perform or, or, or their desire to perform for a certain organization? 100%. Um, but I don't think this, this particular topic, as far as the cafeteria and food, um, is a big deal. That's not something that players talk about all the time. Like, yo, what's going on with y'all cafeteria, right? Like, we're looking at amenities. We're looking at mm -hmm. how you treat other players. We're looking at how you handle contract negotiations. So um, I, it definitely... Um, um, affects like if if it, if, if your place is an attractive destination or not, um, but I just think the Cardinals are just one of those teams that they've just been at the bottom of the barrel for a long time, right? Like mm -hmm. there's a few teams, and some teams are over, like the Cleveland Browns, right? Like that's how I look at the Cardinals. Now, obviously, they had a legendary run with Kurt Warner, mm -hmm. and you had an Anquan Bolden and Larry Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. They actually made it to the Super Bowl. I think it was 2006, 2007. But since then, like, they've been trying to get over the home. Mm -hmm. And they've never been able to do that. It's just interesting to me that, you know, and I'm trying to understand, like, the reasoning for making players pay for food. It can't be of all the expenses Money. of it. I know, but I'm, I'm thinking about it in terms of this. And all the expenses of an NFL team, right? You're thinking trainers, you're thinking travel, yeah. you're thinking hotel accommodations, you're thinking, you know, the, the training facility, all the equipment in there, yeah. the staff. I would feel like food is probably the most minuscule cost no, of everything you I, have I think to it, pay for. No, I think it's something crazy, but every, it's the bottom line. Everything counts. So you put a budget together, and you got to understand some of these owners, this is their own, their only book of business. Give me a wide shot of this, this screen. Jerry Jones is making money in 10 different places. Robert Kraft is making money in 10 different places. Uh, Woody Johnson and his family come from money, right? So the they're Maras, billionaires. The Mars for the Giants, yeah, but right? The, but some money. of these owners aren't necessarily billionaires. Like, they might have the valuation. Their franchise is worth that. But what they're operating off of is a couple hundred million a year. Mm -hmm. Think about that, mm -hmm. right? So most owners, they're bringing in a couple hundred million, maybe two, three hundred million. I could be off here. We'll maybe fact check this, right? So now everything you're saying, travel, okay? You got your staff. You got probably 200 people and marketing and, you know, uh, medical and so many other areas that you got to take care of. So, like, where do you actually save some money? I mean, do you and pick food, nutrition but, as, but like, the, 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 the best option? That's the, insane It's not me. the best option, but I, I remember hearing something crazy where it was, like, how many pounds of chicken or uh, beef some of these um, teams go through in a week. Mm -hmm. It's expensive to feed 53 people in a season. But you're also feeding coaches, support staff as well. 90 guys in the offseason, food is expensive. <laughs> what you talking about? I'm not I don't agree about, with it. <laughs> I'm not talking about getting, you know, the meals catered by Wolfgang Puck, but, like, damn, like, how much is salad? How oh much are goodness. Impossible Burgers? What happened, Andrew? <laughs> So they average over half a billion a year. You're so telling me in. over half a billion a year on average, you can't afford uh, some Whole Foods in your cafeteria that people don't have to pay for? So if they, bring in, if they bring in a half a billion, right, then how much are in expenses? So what is the margins on that? That's what we got to look at. To look up how much does it cost to actually run an NFL franchise? Is it $100 million a year? Is it $200 million a year? Is it $300 million a year? Right? The Green Bay Packers, the Cleveland Browns, 
Well, not the Cleveland Browns. They actually have an owner that, that that's in aviation and has some money. But there's some teams out there that struggle. Who else? The Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals. They that's have, all they got. Mr. Brown, that's all he got. Do you have, have a number a, there? But they have oh, a, he has a number. 180 million. 180 million. So now. That's how much he's worth? No, that's he's saying that's 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 oh. what he, he he researched that it costs around 180 million to run a team. Right? I mean, the Bengals have a great organization though. Like you've been you were there. Don't they have I mean, they looked like in the video, on no, the honor roll, they looked like they had a great cafeteria. They're, they're, it's decent now, it's much better. Uh, but they're no Mr. Brown is known to be cheap. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mr. Brown is known to be cheap. Um, okay. Look, we got a couple more minutes. So let's hit this really quick and 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 so we're gonna end the video part of paper route. Mm-hmm. In the next few minutes, but then we're going to finish the show on SiriusXM. So everybody who wants to tune in and continue to hear us discuss the Jets, Aaron Rodgers, I think they won 27 to zero. Aaron Rodgers debut. It's preseason, Brennan. It's preseason, but that's not a big deal. You're not. This doesn't. It's preseason, Brennan. Like we 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 do this. Did you see him throw the back shoulder? It's preseason. To, to Garrett Wilson. How pretty that was and the timing. I mean, Did you see yeah. the standing ovation when we, he ran out? I'm sh I, listen, the Jets fans, they've been they've been waiting for this day for 150 years. They're excited. Okay? They it's I, been a long time coming for them. I disagree with uh uh Ashley Nicole Moss, but we will be discussing uh the Jets. And then also Dak, there's some there's other questions that I have like the contract. He's due to make 60 million next year. Mm -hmm. So is Jerry Jones using this as leverage to actually win negotiations over Dak? This could be a very smart move by Jerry Jones. So we'll discuss on radio, SiriusXM. If you don't have the app, download the app. Uh, if you're in your car, you know, go to Faction Talk Channel 103, and we will continue to discuss uh, that. This week will be a little bit different, so just bear with us here. Uh, this is not going to be a consistent thing where we do have to show on video, have to show on audio, but today it was needed. We love you guys, and we'll go to break. And when we come out of break, they're not going to see our faces. Are you okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be on the radio here after break. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. What's up, everybody? It's Ashley Nicole Moss, and I'm here with the Paper Route Gang, and you guys are listening to Sirius XM Faction Talk 103. Welcome back to Paper Route. I'm your host, Brandon Marshall, sitting with my partner, Ashley Nicole Moss. Uh, the first hour is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always good cool. when we talk about your team, the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. But now we got to move on to my team, okay? <laughs> my team. And Ashley, don't try to twist up my words, okay? I pick out of the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys to make it out. I wasn't so going to say anything. It's not my team, it's my pick. I wasn't going to say anything. And because it's my pick and I want my, 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 you know, my prediction to come true, I'm going to support them and be watching them. But my team is the Jets. Mm -hmm. And my team and Aaron Rodgers just blew out this team. Who did they play? The, the Carolina Giants? Panthers, 27 oh. to 0. Are you buying more stock in the Jets or selling? It didn't make me like buy more or buy less. I was always high on the Jets. I think that they have a great team. Yep. I think Aaron Rodgers is the missing piece. What they did against the Carolina Panthers really didn't move me. Like, it's the Panthers. It's preseason. I'm not, like, moved by it. Aaron right. Rodgers looks healthy, happy, excited to be there. Um, we knew this already. If you watch Hard Knocks, if you've been watching training camp, you know that that's very much the case. If you've been listening to the, you know, the sound bites he's been giving, he's happy in this position that he's in. So this wasn't something that, like, sealed the deal for me or, like, changed my mindset or the trajectory of... of where I feel the Jets are going, I, I just kind of, I don't, it, I don't think much of it, if that makes sense. Okay. So, Aaron Rodgers won the MVP title mm -hmm. two years in a row. Mm -hmm. So he's only, what, a year, year and a half removed from back-to-back -back MVP titles? Mm -hmm. Obviously, we know what transpired in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. He wasn't happy. He wasn't invested in his teammates. He was thinking about retiring. Mm -hmm. So I am buying more stock into my team, and I don't know if you can buy more stock, right? Because I got a lot of stock. In what gym. makes you buy more stock? I'm curious. Think about it. You know, and I'm not saying anything that we haven't said on the show before. People talk about uh, surrounding the Jets every single day. Mm -hmm. Do we have a top five team, a top five defense? Yes. That's fact. Yes. Right? Okay. Um, Will they be good again, uh, really good again this year? Yes. Now, you know, will they be number one? Will they slide to six or seven? Who knows? But we do know that mm -hmm. they got better this year. And it's another year in the same system with Robert Sala. So we have that. The offensive line is a question mark, right? Mm -hmm. But I think this past week, they started to solidify their core group. Um, you have... You know, our big right tackle who's been banged up for the past two years, 
He's more confident. He's playing really good football, mm -hmm. consistent football right now. Dwayne Brown just got, uh, re you know, released off of the pup list, PUP, mm -hmm. physically unable to perform, mm -hmm. right? We add Dalvin Cook. You already have B. Hall, and you have Aaron Rodgers, a happy Aaron Rodgers, an invested Aaron Rodgers. Like you're seeing it, you look, you you're, mm -hmm. you're watching them. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't I buy more stock in the how, Jets? So how much more stock are you playing? How much higher are you going to get? Aren't you already at the top? I'm so, confused. So so I don't want to I don't want to uh, I don't want to um, I want to take all of my stock out of everything else. Give me my stock back from Apple. Give me my stock uh, back from Starbucks. You have stock in Starbucks? I, 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 yep. And then also, <laughs> also, you know, uh, my, 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 my bonds and funds that I'm invested in, that's very conservative. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm thinking about 15, 20 years out. Mm -hmm. Smart plays, only going to bring you back maybe 6, 7%, but it's consistent money. The stock market is very risky. Mm -hmm. It's volatile. Mm -hmm. But I want to take all that money out of there. Mm -hmm. I want to take my money out of uh, Disney. I want to take my money out of the Caribbean cruise line. And you want to put all that in the Jets. And I want to put it all in the Jets. This is a hit, right? Now, when you say, what am I investing in? I'm not investing in them to win the Super Bowl, but I'm investing in them to have, to be contenders. I'm investing in them to represent the AFC. So you have them going to the Super Bowl? I have them going to the Super Bowl. Okay. I have them going to the Super Bowl. And I have them going against your team. It's so beautiful. I wish you guys could see us in studio right now. It's just audio. But we got Dak Prescott and the Jets behind us. Mm -hmm. This wasn't planned. It wasn't? But no, I think, I, think, I think that the Jets, uh, uh, the Jets are in a great position. And Who's my the question, quarterback? <laughs> my, my question, my question, my question for you was this: Are the Jets flying too high? And the reason why I asked that because when I, when you know, I, after listening to everything I said, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to add something there and you know balance it out, I think the only negative is: Are they getting too much attention? Are they embracing the hype too much? You have hard knocks, you have all the antics, right? You and you're know. already in the largest media market in, in the world, so. You know, my question for you is, are they flying too high? And do you subscribe to players coming I, out and, I and honestly, saying these? I honestly don't think they are, only because there's a difference between, they. I mean, I've been watching Hard Knocks, and there's a difference between a team that has a lot of hoopla around them. Right and are still in the trenches, still doing work, still focusing on the task. And I think that's what Aaron Rodgers brings, that veteran just mindset of like not getting too high, not getting mm -hmm. too low. I think there's a difference of there being a lot around them versus them kind of buying into what's being said. You're only flying too high if everything that's being said about you goes to your head. Right. Otherwise, it's just talk, whether good or bad, indifferent, that doesn't affect what's happening within the four walls of that organization because they're going to work hard regardless. And I think that the Jets are that team yeah. this year, at least. I don't think that all of the Super Bowl talk, all of that is getting to them to the point where you can make that statement. I, I yeah. don't think they're flying too high because I don't think they're the ones flying high. I think it's everyone around them. Right. So I, I think that we're learning who Aaron Rodgers is now.
for sure. Aaron Rodgers been in the NFL for how long? Is it 16 years, 17 years? He's going to year 16 or 17? I think it's, this is year 17. There's for him. been a lot of talk around him. There's been a lot of talk about him, mm -hmm. but we haven't really necessarily heard from him. Now we started we started to see more of his personality on the Pat McAfee show. That was the you know the show that he consistently does the let he, he mm -hmm. did the last two years every Monday or Tuesday for 30 45 minutes mm -hmm. so you saw his personality but now in this uh, uh, in this new situation you're really starting to see him open up I wouldn't say be vulnerable because he's always been real and transparent <clears throat> when you when he does give you sound bites mm -hmm. but um, Aaron Rodgers you know what he's speaking about now is like performance, high performance stuff, mental health stuff, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and the reason why I bring that up is because there's some people that believe, you know, speaking positively about yourself or your team or certain situations can create a distraction. But when you think about mental health, like these are, like the stuff that he's saying is like, no, we, we have to be present. We do have a good team. We do have good players. We do have good coaches. Mm -hmm. We do have an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And so that sentiment or that tone is trickling down to everyone in the entire building. And it, to me, it starts with Aaron Rodgers. And it's, and it's really what I'm doing is validating your point um, on why it's not, why probably not a distraction because mm -hmm. I'm one of those athletes that was okay going out there and saying, yeah, we're gonna win this week. Or we should win this week. Right? And how did you? And how did you deal with when that didn't happen? Because you know, a broken clock is twice That's is right. right twice, and sometimes twice wrong and right. So like, Simple. how would you? Simple. My the, bad. The Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears with the the monsters of the midway: Lance Briggs, Brian Urlacher, Peanut Tillman, Julius Peppers, Tim Jen Jennings on mm -hmm. this on that side. And then you got myself and Alshon Jeffrey, Martellus Bennett, uh, Matt Forte, Jay Cutler. You have Big Bushraw. You have Kyle Long. And you have this team. You have Lovey Smith. And then we're playing against the Cleveland Browns. And they don't have half of that. You're playing against the Tennessee Titans. And they don't have half of that. Okay. And then we make that statement. I make that statement. And we lose. Mm-hmm. You just simply stand in front of the camera and say, we didn't, they got the best of us today. They beat us and they shouldn't have beat us. Now it's on us. So that's how you handle it. It happens. I'm just say, oh, my bad. I was just kidding, y'all. I was just kidding, y'all. But the reality is this is like, but is it, was the statement true? Was this statement wrong from the beginning? Some would say you're underestimating your opponent. Some would say you can't make that prediction. I think. I think it's ballsy to, and I don't mind it because I'm a firm believer in like, not to get too deep, but like manifestation. I think if you speak it enough, just the way that energy works, like I, I believe in manifesting the outcomes that you want for things. Right. And of course that doesn't always go the way you want it to. And of course there are other factors. I think people sometimes think manifestations like, oh, I want to be a millionaire and you don't have to work to become a millionaire. That's not really what manifestation is. So I personally don't have an issue with speaking something into existence. Some people will say, just keep your mouth shut and let the work speak for itself. And I think that we see that a lot of the times, especially in the media <coughs> where there are athletes who, like yourself, 
are more outspoken, willing to go out there on the mic, you know, before the game and say, yeah, we're going to win this one. Or the Super Bowls are, like, you know, go ahead and but, say but, things before it happens, and then it doesn't, and then people are like, see, this is why you keep your mouth shut. But but is it, but, but, but is it putting, but is it wrong because... I don't at, think it's wrong, but some at, people will say it is. Let's look at the champions, uh, the Denver Nuggets. Well, for those who think it's wrong, you have the Denver Nuggets, right? Really good team. Mm -hmm. But let's say the Denver Nuggets right now, they go play the best out of five against the Brooklyn Nets. Wouldn't happen, but sure. No, I'm, I'm just saying that just, I'm just, this is just Let's me. use Miami. That's more realistic. Okay, because, okay, same, yeah. whatever. No, I don't want to use Miami. I want to use a team that <laughs> that 99% of us would say they're going to beat them in this series. Okay, go ahead. That makes sense. Right? Okay. And if they lose, we're all going to be sitting here saying, how the hell did they lose? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to start dissecting it. Well, the head coach made this mistake. Mm-hmm. Okay, Joker went three for ten here, mm -hmm. right? Jamal Murray went back to being a Jamal Murray. <laughs> no one would say that except for Brandon Murray. Yeah, right. So um, no. Here, well, here's... let's look at it from a different perspective too. What happened in that series between the Nuggets and Miami? Jimmy Butler kept saying, "Don't let us get one. Don't let us get." Or that was Boston, right? Yeah. Don't let us get one. Don't let us get one. And when they didn't get one or the Jimmy Butler, you know, the Miami Heat and, and Nuggets situation where he was on the sidelines and he, on the bench rather, and he was like smiling and grinning like, all right, yep. we got the next one. And then he didn't get the next one. And then he did the same thing and he didn't get the next one. And then the smile disappears. People will critique that. So it really just depends so, on what side you, you're willing to stand on. Here's, here's what I would say. And you're, you're going to agree with me. Okay. I'm telling you, you're going to agree with me. Right? Okay. And this is my last point here. Manifestation, you just brought it up. For sure. You and I would probably agree that we would rather speak positive and light over any situation than sit there and do the opposite or not speak at all, right? Like the power of literally saying it, mm -hmm. looking yourself in the mirror and saying, I am a champion. We will win this. Mm -hmm. What happens when you do that? your chances of that actually happening goes up. It goes through For the sure. roof. For sure. Right? For sure. So there's, there's an argument that if Jimmy Butler didn't think like that, if he didn't talk like that, that they probably wouldn't have made the playoffs. For sure. Right? So you win regardless. You understand? Yes so, no. so my thing is, you know, like Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, are they flying too high? I would say if they're not handling their business. Because... Does our work match our talk? Does our talk, does our work match our talk? If we're going out there saying we can be the best offense, now are we putting in that work in the classroom or are we out there getting extra reps? But that's what, that's what I said. I said that manifestation mm -hmm. is part what you said. Uh, let, before we move on from this, manifestation, like if we're going to keep it honest and keep it real, Manifestation is part delusion because you have to be delusional enough to speak highly of yourself outside of where you currently are right. in reality. So you could literally be broke, no job, just in a situation that you don't want. And manifestation is having the delusion to speak about yourself, about your situation drastically different than where you are until that becomes a reality. But the other side of the delusional part of manifestation is the actual work ethic. That's you right. can't just say, you know, 
I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have that and not put the work behind it. So I agree with you completely. It's only flying too high if they're not doing the work that requires to make whatever they're manifesting behind the four walls of their organization and whatever's being manifested for them by the general public. Right. If they're not, if they're buying into that instead of just keeping their head down and do the work. Brandon Marshall, Ashley Nicole Moss here, Sirius XM Faction Talk Channel 103. Uh, Ashley, does any uh, event um, or experience pop out to you where you manifested something? You, 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 you know, you, you said, here's this abstract idea that I have, or this is what I want, mm -hmm. and you spoke it to existence? A few things. Um, I feel like I manifested my career. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I worked and I grinded at it, but I, I manifested, you know, all of my, my opportunities and I manifested Forbes. That was on my vision board in high school. Mm -hmm. And the year prior to making Forbes 30 under 30, I was nominated, but I never made it through the final process. And I was unfamiliar with how it worked. So I thought the nomination meant like you were in mm -hmm. basically, like it, it was just a way of saying like, oh, we can't really announce it yet, but you're in. So I remember waking up and scanning that list and not seeing my name and being one confused and just really disappointed. And um, the next year I made the list, but I, I manifested that. I feel like I'm somebody who tries to always, I think the power of the mind is real. Mm -hmm. And I think that what you say becomes your reality. And I think that you're able to construct your own reality until it becomes your existence. Yep. And I think that that's why I'm so careful with, you know, how I speak, you know, about the things that I want to do, also the things that I keep to myself before they be, before I share them with the public. So I feel like people's energy can also affect certain things. But I'm also very careful, or I've become more careful in my 30s. I was I was not great with this when I was younger because you're like going through you know, womanhood, you're trying to figure out who you are, and I'm sure the same for men, but as I got older, I became very careful about how I spoke about myself. Mm -hmm. Because what you say about yourself penetrates your mind and your spirit, and you believe the things that you say about yourself. So I become very careful about right. how I speak about myself right. as well. So, um, so we're, the reason why we're on this conversation of manifestation, because we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Um, and Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, some would say that they're flying too high. Um, I think Ashley and I are leaning, toward, leaning towards the other end of the spectrum, whereas as long as their work is backing up their words, they could be in good position. Uh, for me, a guy that you work with, Michael Smith, mm -hmm. right? Um, my 21 catches, I manifested that, right? I spoke that into existence. Mm -hmm. The whole week I was, you know, running around practice, and this is something I did my entire career is like I would build up throughout the week. So Monday was recovery day. If we didn't mm -hmm. play on Monday night football, or whatever, um, it'd be a recovery day and start watching film. Then Tuesday, then Wednesday, you're back on practice. And by, you know, Friday, like, like I'm just like there, I'm ready for the game. And I would say, was this when you were flying back and forth? For no, well, the whole career I was doing this, but in this particular, no, this was before, this is in oh. Denver before okay. I even got to the Miami Dolphins or the Chicago got Bears. It. But I'm like, crescendo, crescendo, crescendo is like musical term yeah. that means I like was in escalation. band. I know what crescendo is. I think people so don't I know. I was in orchestra, like, too. So on, on Wednesday, you would hear me on practice, like, crescendo, crescendo, crescendo. And then Thursday, is crescendo, crescendo. And then Friday, I'm screaming on the practice, crescendo, crescendo. And I'll have everybody, like teammates, coaches, everybody there is like, I was the rabbit. Like, this is the, I'm giving the juice, right? 
And so that was my mindset that week. Jay-Z just came out with an album, but Jay-Z was uh, evolving. Jay-Z was like, this was the time where he went from, you know, more street and more streetwear to like more art. corporate and then also, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. and then also putting on button-ups, mm -hmm. right? And so, like, I tried to, man, like, like uh, embrace, like, that energy that he was given. Mm -hmm. So, boom, we get there, and that's why I bring up Michael Smith, and my, my headphones on, I, I run out the locker room. He's the first person there. He's standing there, first reporter. I said, the first reporter that I see, I'm going to tell him what I'm about to do. And so I ran up to him, and he'll tell you this story. I, mm -hmm. We talk about it every time we run into each other. And I said, bro, this is going to be the best game I've ever played in my life. I'm just letting you know right now. I looked at him like that. I said, write it down. I want, I want somebody to know that I said this before it happens. He looked at me like I was wild, and I put my headphones all, on, back on and ran, ran on the field and warmed up. Mm -hmm. And it was 21 catches, catches later, a couple touchdowns, 200-something yards, and an NFL record. So I manifested that. I love that. We believe in manifestation Manifestation, here. folks. All right, moving on or moving back, or however you want to call it. I want to talk. Okay. We talked about Dak Prescott earlier in the show and Jerry Jones um, and the Dallas Cowboys, Trey Lance, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I wanted to circle back because I have another question. And my question to you, because we didn't hit this earlier, was mm -hmm. Jerry Jones wrong? for not consulting Dak Prescott and Coach McCarthy? Yes. And I say yes because I equate the quarterback to your superstar on an NBA team. It would be almost unheard of mm -hmm. for a trade to happen, um, to go after a player, think about going after a player on the Lakers and not run it by LeBron. Right. I'm not saying that Dak is LeBron James, but I'm saying in terms of level of importance to the organization, mm -hmm. the quarterback on the football team. Now, we're not talking about a transitional quarterback. We're talking about a franchise quarterback. You know, a Joe Burrow, a Josh Allen, a Dak Prescott, you know, an Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about guys who have been there. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is obviously a bad example because he gets got the Jets, but just from legacy point in, in, in alone. You don't usually make moves like that without telling your right, guy. Right, right, right. Because it can come across shady. It can come across shicey. It can come across, you know, um, disrespectful to some guys, depending on, you know, who the guy is. So I'm somebody who thinks that just principle, not because you wanted him to agree or disagree, not saying you should have asked his opinion. I'm not even saying that. I'm not saying you should have sat down and say, so, Dak, what do, you, what do you think about Trey? Do you think we should go? I'm not even saying you need to do that but you could have gave him a heads up before the news broke. Right. Like, I feel like that's principle, that's bare minimum, that's a sign of respect. You're still our guy, we love you, but this is the move we're gonna make, just wanted to give you a heads up. I don't see that being an issue, and the fact that that wasn't okay. done, and then in the same voice, he spoke about Jalen Hurts, it's like a double knife in the okay, back. Okay, so, so let me ask you this question. Miss face of the Dallas Cowboys, mm. they should sign you as well. This is like they a should great sign season me. for you. They right should now. sign me. I would have that organization top no, notch. No, not sign you like that. You'll just be like a spokesperson, like Michael Irvin, how he runs out. Like, I, well, you, you never, you, you never, billions, you never right? gone to uh, uh, Dallas to watch the game in the mm. at the Star, or is that what it's called, the Star? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, so like, it's pretty cool. 
but like but Michael they were, Irvin, I, see the, I see the videos they run through that little tunnel thing. correct like you know before the, the game started you got Michael Irvin just hyping yeah. every, hyping everybody up in the in a, in a, in a stadium so you could be that person no you're not gonna come and make any decisions no I'm not gonna be, let you <laughs> I want to be like you watch billions right yeah I want to be like Wendy Rose. You're not. Oh my goodness. I want to be the one who like gets into the psyche of like the <laughs> Cowboys play. I want to be like the 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 team shrink essentially. Like right. I want to go ahead and and get into these guys' psyche and just like get them ready. Right, for, so, that's so, what I want right, to so do. So let's do this. That's my so job. Let, let's do that. You're Wendy from Billions. If you for haven't sure. seen it, it's a it's an all-time classic. It's one of Ashley and I's favorites. Uh, mutual favorites. Um, I don't know what season they're in right now, but you guys can go out there and catch up. Uh, Ashley, mm -hmm. you're Wendy. This mm -hmm. is what you said you wanted. This is what I want. I'm Dak Prescott. Okay, Dak. So I walk in your office. Mm -hmm. Fuck! You know, Dak, he don't talk like this. Dak's all buttoned up. He just left his press conference. Uh, yeah, um, you know, I've been in the league for eight years. And that so does you not talk like that behind like that. closed doors. No, this is in, no, this is in front of the camera. Oh, this is, okay. This is I was like, you are trying this, right, man. Right, right. <laughs> so this is Dak Prescott right now. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw the trade. Obviously, um, you know, Jerry, and he said this. He said he, did, he had to do his best for him, his team. He didn't say my team, our team. He said something like that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I saw it, and you know, I've been in this league for eight years, and, and nothing surprises me anymore, right? Like mm -hmm. it is what it is. But then he walks down the steps of the podium into your office, Miss Wendy, and he says, Wendy, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like, what is Jerry doing? Mm -hmm. So help me here. I want to ask for a trade right now. I don't want to be here. I'm not signing that extension. Mm -hmm. I'm done. Mm -hmm. They're not respecting me. Mm -hmm. I'm Dak Prescott. You see my record against the Eagles? Mm -hmm. It's like eight and two. Mm -hmm. Will help me out here. You see my record against the Dallas, uh, the, the the New York Giants, mm -hmm. winning. Mm -hmm. You see my record against the Washington, whatever the hell their name is. Commanders. Mm -hmm. Whatever the hell their name is. Mm -hmm. Why are they disrespecting me? Mm -hmm. And did you not hear Brandon Marshall on paper route? He showed everybody. Mm -hmm. He compared me to Drew Brees. He compared me to, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, mm -hmm. all of the great quarterbacks that we all celebrate and respect. Mm -hmm. But through eight years, my numbers is right there with them or not, or, or, or even better. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with this man? Help me out here before I explode. Okay, this is how we're going to role play this. Ready? The, que the first question I would ask is, what are you most surprised by? <sighs> Jeez. What am I surprised about? What are you most surprised by? Good in question. Let me. I just, I guess, I'm surprised that they would go out there, not consult with me, and trade mm -hmm. a fourth round pick for Trey Lance. I was fourth round. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of value in the fourth round, Miss Wendy. Mm -hmm. So I'm shocked that they would do that. You know, given like everything I've done for this organization. Mm -hmm. So I'm shocked. Now, would you say that's your ego or your mind speaking? Because your mind will tell you that Trey Lance is not a threat. Your mind will tell you that Jerry has shown that he has disrespected you in the past. Your ego is talking because you have done X, Y, and Z and you expected a different outcome. That's right. Don't I deserve that, though? You deserve a Tom lot Brady of things. Tom Brady got that. Drew Brees got it. Do you have a Super Bowl? I don't. <laughs> I don't have a Super so Bowl. So do you think that the Super Bowl is what is valued in the difference between you, Tom, Aaron, Drew, et cetera? Not to say that the respect so you're saying, 
so now doesn't you, need to be there. So you're saying I need to have a Super Bowl for them to respect me? No, I'm saying that you can't compare yourselves to quarterbacks who have Super Bowls. You're in a different tier. That doesn't mean that the respect doesn't need to be there. But I will say this, you can't be surprised when someone shows you their hand at the same time, the same way, more than once. Lamar Jackson, he hasn't won the Super Bowl. True. They're starting to consult with him. Lamar Jackson also had to essentially beg for his contract. Okay, but we're talking about consulting. They go out there and I'm not know, negating. They, they draft I'm not, this receiver. Definitely not they go pick up OBJ. Absolutely agree with what, you. How, what, oh, so Lamar Jackson can get he's getting more respect from his team and I can't get the same. There's a saying. It's one of my favorites. It's never let the same snake bite you twice. He's already shown that he doesn't respect you. So what is in your power okay. to make him respect you? Not so necessarily with words, but with actions. So Miss Wendy talking to Dak Prescott. I'm Dak. What should I do? What's the solution here? You go out there and you ball out. You do what you normally do. You keep your head down, you work. You don't worry about Jerry's feelings. You don't worry about anyone else's feelings. The work will speak for itself. And when it comes full circle, he may or may not regret his decision. But the damage is already done. Damn you, Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You're really good. You I might, could be a did shrink. Did you go to school for this? No, but I could be a shrink. Let me, all right, so. so, so I'm telling you I could have been a shrink. So <laughs> here, here's my question. That was really good. Um, you know, what message does this send to Dak, right? Because that's, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think you nailed Wendy's mm -hmm. character. I don't think I nailed Dak's character. <laughs> the voice get, alone was yeah, a Yeah, I need to go back and do some more work. But those things are definitely going through his head, or some of those things is going through his head. So what message is Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys sending Dak Prescott? And there's a few things here. Not only did you trade for Trey Lance, you gave up a fourth round pick. Mm -hmm. You didn't run it by me, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm in, I have one more year left on my deal. I know they're probably looking at like, well, are we gonna pay them 60 million? They're on the hook for 60 million next year. Mm -hmm. So like, I may be thinking, Dak may be thinking, you know, they're using this as leverage. So you, someone who's been following the Cowboys since you were one day old, what message does this send? It unfortunately sends a message that whether or not it's true, the perception and the interpretation of what transpired is that you are not all in on your quarterback that you currently have. Mm -hmm. It also sends the interpretation, it also sends the message rather that you are getting antsy with the timeline in which your Super Bowl dreams are aligned with the team that you currently remember football is a constantly revolving door mm -hmm. it's very rare to keep your core guys together for a long period of time you go back to the 90s cowboys what happened after they two-peated the whole team blew up mm -hmm. then obviously the following year they get Deion sanders but jimmy johnson that whole situation like it's rare to keep all the instrumental pieces of an organization together long enough to really see it through. It's not, it's not, the, it's not the NBA. Look at Jokic and the Nuggets. They were together years, seven years, I believe, before they even went to the championship. That's not the case in football. Guys don't have those long careers, depending on the position. Right. Jerry knows that timeline dwindles down every season that he does not make it there. So yeah. you're sending a message of A, 
you're growing frustrated with your quarterback, whether justly or unjustly, and B, you're growing antsy with your timeline yeah. because you know it's dwindling down. That's the mess. Those two messages they send for me. Yeah. Um, when I think about this entire situation, there's two things that jump out to me. Um, from a messaging standpoint, mm -hmm. one is contract. I think about the contract. Okay. Are you doing this because you guys aren't close and you're using this as leverage, right? Because they came out publicly right. said, saying that they want to get a deal done with Dak. Right. Why hasn't a deal been done? Right? So there's that. And two, the timing of this. Dak Prescott been in camp for four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. You're seeing Dak Prescott up close and personal, mm -hmm. coming off of what, a year and a half of downplay. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're looking at it and saying like, damn, maybe he's not the guy. We saw Trayvon Diggs cuss him out in practice. Which right? and I then, didn't it, make that much of. Yeah, but, but I, yes. But I will say this. Did you used to curse out Jay team, Cutler all the time? No, like that's, and that's when the problem, that's when the problem uh, uh, starts is no, I never cussed out Jay Cutler. He, he fed me for a long time. You never, you never had an we issue had, we've had where you were like, yo, yo, stop doing that. Don't yeah, do that again. We'll get to that. But yeah. this is the problem: is the quarterback is like a special figure in an organization. Mm -hmm. You don't talk to a quarterback that way. You can't. Right. So that's why it's it was such a debate when it, you know, when 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 we saw that clip come out. So. Are they looking at Dak Prescott and saying, well, we got to get leverage because we're not paying them $60 million next year? Or is it Dak just doesn't look good? I'm going to be He's honest with you, interceptions. Brandon. We thought that he was going to fix it. That's been a big, to that's been a big uh, topic throughout camp. Look, he's throwing another pick in practice. So maybe they're seeing that he's not the guy. Can we be honest, though? Let, let's let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. I understand they drafted Trey. I'm drafted. I understand they traded for Trey Lance. I get it. It's shady. You didn't tell your quarterback. I get it. Trey Lance is not going to be your franchise quarterback. Dak's not losing his job to Trey Lance. Trey Lance has lost out to Jimmy Garoppolo, has lost out to Brock Purdy for a reason. Yes, injuries has been unfortunate. But Trey Lance lost two starting jobs for two two different quarterbacks who... Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy's better, but let's, they're not top-tier quarterbacks. I think that's fair to say. Brock Purdy is great. I think he has all the makings of a franchise quarterback. But right now... He was Mr. Irrelevant. He was Mr. Irrelevant yep. for a reason. Jimmy Garoppolo's average. He does just enough to make you win. His system is what makes him better. Trey Lance was a first-round draft pick and lost his job twice. So while Dak may have all his shortcomings, not going to say that he's perfect... Jerry knows, I don't know if this is more of a motivation for Dak to have a better year, but we all know, regardless of the year that Dak has, the Cowboys have no choice but to pay him. What's the alternative? Who are you going to go get? Lamar Jackson's not waiting for you in the draft. You're can, not going to... Can you move up? Can you move up in the draft and get the kid from, the, from USC? Was his name Caleb? No, it's not going to happen. Because here's the thing, like, the Cow Cowboys are in a weird position. You're not bad enough to get a top draft pick. You're not, you're not bad enough to get a top draft pick. You are going to be a competitive team. Even if it doesn't result in a Super Bowl, you are going to be a playoff team. You are not going to eat. And in order to get a top draft pick, if that's what Jerry wanted to do, 
he would have to gut his entire team, Micah, uh, Trayvon, uh, um, CeeDee, Vaughn, all of the guys that are in instrumental to your success, you would have no choice right. but to gut them or jeopardize your future in future picks. He's not going to do that. Dak's getting his contract regardless. This is just Jer this is Jerry playing chess, not checkers. Okay, all right. Brandon That's Marshall here, Ashley Nicole Moss, SiriusXM, Faction Talk, Channel 103. Great transition right there, because my last question on this topic mm -hmm. was, you just kind of hit it. You you said he's going to get his deal regardless. Sure. My last question was, what does Dak need to do to keep his job and get a new deal? He's getting it regardless. Wow. Now, the, now, now, now. The money might might change. Right, right, right. Like if he's looking for sixty and he has a, he I don't think he's gonna have a craft year. But if he has any remnants of the interception year that he had the year before, he's not getting sixty. But he's getting a deal regardless. It just it just his performance this year will determine how much he's actually going to get. Yeah, but he doesn't have to take what they offer because he's also looking at like a Russell Wilson case study and saying, well, Russell Wilson had two down years Where in is he Seattle gonna go? and he was able to get find his way in Denver and get one of the richest deals at the quarterback position. So whatever yes. Jerry throws out there, especially after this, because I talked about this earlier in the show, right? Like now Dak is probably looking at this and saying like, shit, like I've been thinking about retiring as a cowboy since I got here, since they gave me the ball. And now the way they treat they, they, they treated me again, uh -huh. maybe I should be thinking about what's best for me in other places. So, you know, look, I don't know how this NFL season is going to pan out, mm -hmm. but I do know that the most valuable position, mm -hmm. maybe in all of sports, mm -hmm. is the quarterback position. So when you look at 32 teams, like you have to find that guy, that franchise. There's right. going to be, there's going to be at least two to three teams that need a quarterback. Yeah, and so but Dak the Prescott difference... can look at it and say, you know, take Trey Lance. No, but the difference I think from the Russell Wilson situation to the Dak situation is this: when Russell left Seattle, Seattle was kind of in a in a rebuilding, semi-competitive, but I call it the limbo stage. You're not a suck team, but you're not a really good mm -hmm. one. You're like in the middle. He went to Denver, which, I mean, they've been plagued with a lot of unfortunate injuries so far, but he went to Denver that had a lot of potential. And then you bring Sean Payton, and now the potential has just skyrocketed, right? Right. If you look around the league, all of the teams that are competitive and worth anything have their franchise quarterback. So that could leave. But to go where? Arizona? Well, let's look at it. No, where, I mean, well, it depends. Let's see how Kyler, is, I think they, they just going, paid Kyler Murray. Where are you going to go that is a competitive team? The New England Patriots? Oh. Mac Jones is there. They are, Matt, didn't they already resign yeah, him? No, they ain't resigned Mac Jones. Are Mac you Jones sure? is still in his rookie. No, you're Mac Jones. He came out with Trey Lance and Justin okay. Fields. I mean, so, so, like, yeah, 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 come is, on, let's New talk England, about it. Did is you not New like England that? competitive? Come on, New Ashley. England, New England has a lot of work they need to do. Ashley, They're is that be not bottom a bottom of their division. I just threw that out. We haven't done any work. We haven't prepared for this. Is that not a great landing spot for Dak Prescott? I wouldn't if say great. Matt Jones it, doesn't step up and do I his thing. I wouldn't say great. I would say good because I don't feel like offensively and defensively they're better than Dallas. Okay, you want to go, you want to upgrade, not downgrade. Let's keep, let's keep rolling. So that's the AFC East. You got the Buffalo Bills. So potential 
landing spots for Dak Prescott mm -hmm. if the Dallas Cowboys implode this year. Jerry Jones is 104 but years of age, and Jerry Jones wants a Super Bowl now. Don't give me so the Patriots, team, though, because that's a downgrade. No, i got to give you no, a Patriots. because if you're going to use Russell Wilson as the example. No, we're, not, we're just looking no, at no, landing No, no, but spots. Russell went from a bad situation to a better situation on paper. All we're looking at, all we're looking at is a quarterback, you getting too fancy. We're just looking at a quarterback leaving one situation, going to another situation. But why situation. would he leave to go to a worse situation? Because he wants his money. I and guess, he, if and, that's and, what he valued. He, okay, and, and okay. He wants I'll give you New England then. Okay, Okay. Fine. so we got New England here. Uh-huh. We got the a AFC North. Is there any team here, Ashley, mm -hmm. that could potentially be in position or, or, or needing a quarterback next year? The Baltimore Ravens, the no. Cincinnati Bengals. No. The Cleveland Browns. No. The Pittsburgh Steelers. No. They like Kenny. Yeah. So All right, that's AFC out. South. Uh -huh. Houston Texans. No. They just, Indianapolis Colts. Who's the quarterback for Anthony the Colts? Anthony Richardson. No. Richardson. They just drafted him. Uh -huh. Jacksonville Jaguars. No. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. Who's it? It's Tannehill? It's Ryan Tannehill, but are, are, do they love him or do they not? Do they do they not? Have to, Is he the they guy? Have to, they resigned him, though. Huh? Didn't they just resign him last year? A couple years ago, they can oh. get out. They can get out. Okay, that's one. And they're, I would say they're on par with Dallas. Okay, so okay. right now we have the New England I like Patriots that better than New England. Really? I like t Tennessee better than Why? New England. I like, I don't know, I just feel like Dak does better in, in a Tennessee than he does in, I feel like Tennessee, the Titans are more on par with where, or closer to the Cowboys than I feel like New England is. Wow, okay. But I do like Pelichick, obviously, but okay, I'll, I like that. All right, let's go to the AFC West. In the AFC West, you have the Denver Broncos, no. the Kansas City Chiefs. No. You have the Las Vegas Raiders. Jimmy no. G on the team. I don't, see, I don't see them going after that. Los Angeles Chargers, they no. just re-up. Justin Herbert, big deal there. Uh -huh. uh, NFC East, I mean, the commanders, no. uh, but he's not going. Yeah, they're not, there's yeah. no way, right? Take that out. The NFC North, Chicago Bears, no. Detroit Lions. Who's quarterback for the Lions? Uh, what's our guy that was in the, with the Rams? What's his name? Oh, 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 uh, Jared. Jared. Uh, Jared Goff. Goff. Sorry, yeah. There you go, Jared Goff. There, uh, Green Bay Packers. No. The mini. Uh, no. The Minnesota Vikings. Uh. Uh. Okay. I don't, see, I don't see any teams there. No. NFC South, Atlanta Falcons. Tampa, maybe. Tampa, okay, so you, you like uh, Carr with the Saints? I think Carr stays. I think that Carolina, um, drafted Carolina their just drafted their guy. And then you have, um, what's that other, uh, Falcons, they have their guy. Ritter. Yeah. Well, I, potentially, they're, they're banking on him being the guy. I think he's the guy. I, I like him. Yeah, I think he's I think he's the guy. I like him. Um, and, and again, Atlanta's... I did I convince you? And Atlanta's also a limbo team. It's not You're not expecting too much. You right. just want them to be somewhat competitive, show signs of life. I like Tampa. So right now we have the New England Patriots, the Tennessee Titans as potential landing spots if the Dallas Cowboys implode, uh, and Tampa. I like Tampa. So Tampa. All right, Tampa. I think Tampa would be a fit. Woo! Okay, the last division, NFC West... Arizona Cardinals. No. Los Angeles Rams. No. There's a lot of talk right now that uh, Matthew Stafford is struggling to get to know his teammates. So they're printing out the Facebooks. young guys. Yeah, you saw that. He said he doesn't know how to connect. He doesn't know how to lead people he can't connect with. Right. So and he's talking about his young players. Yeah, yeah, right. That was interesting. So they're like the equipment staff or something is printing out Facebook packages. Meaning like, here's his, like, literally oh, like his all about face, you, names, like your, oh. all of that, yes. 
Like he doesn't even know these guys' like names. A, it's like a like a teacher. The first and Matthew Stafford could be an interesting guy. Could, you know, Matthew Stafford he won the Super Bowl. But I just he think, got his money. Could he yeah, potentially retire? But I just feel like Dak going there is not ideal because the Rams are a shell of themselves. San Francisco 49ers, they love Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. You know, they would really have to implode for something to change Although there. And Dak, the Seattle Seahawks. No, I think they're good with Geno until they can get like their guy, a young, young quarterback, their guy. It's unfortunate, obviously not unfortunate for Brock, but like Dak with the 49ers no. would be sick. Like Brock it won't happen. Special. No, 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 it's not going to happen. But right. like it, it would be a, it would be sick. It would be a crazy. Uh, I'd become a 49ers fan. You would. But I will say this, I've been loyal to the Cowboys my entire life. But if Dak leaves, depending on where he goes. So now you're going to be like me. No, 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 no. I would still rep the Dallas Cowboys, but I'd have, for the first time in 30 years of my life, I'd have a second football team. Really? Like, I would follow him where he went, for sure. So what if uh, Daniel Jones just totally shits down his leg? Sorry, I didn't have any, <laughs> any better terms. But he totally shits down his leg. And the Mara family, the Tish family, they're in the same position as uh, Woody Johnson and Chris Johnson and... Uh, this gentleman right here, Jerry Jones, they want to win right now. So the Murray family goes out there and they say, we can't have it. I'm getting, we're, we're firing Dayball, we're firing Daniel Jones, we're bringing in Dak Prescott. Can't you see yourself? It's New York, it's your home team. You know what? Luckily I don't have to because the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. Show no. is over, Stop folks. saving her by the, Show by the bell. Show is over. By the bell I don't again. have to imagine that nightmare scenario because we have reached the end of Monday's edition of Paper Out here on Sirius XM Channel 103 <laughs> Faction Talk. Um, make sure you guys tune in tomorrow. We'll have another amazing show for you, maybe with less nightmare scenarios for your girl. But until then, I'm Ashley Nicole Moss. He's Brandon Marshall. We will be back tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.